It's yeah. just it's like like it's just like hitting you like you Welcome back to another episode of Lunchtime in Rome. This is Eric, and I'm sitting here with Jay and I'm Brian. <laughs> yes, and, you are. And You're Cody. On the draw. We've got Codeman in the room tonight, so welcome to the show, buddy. Um, yes, if you are unfamiliar with our show, Lunchtime in Rome, Jay, would you quickly go over what, uh, what Lunchtime in Rome is all about? Lunchtime in Rome is a podcast done by the three of us. Aimed at uh, both formally and informally displaying Romans twelve fifteen, which is rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. That's in the crayon? That is in the crayon. And it is now there's going to be a hit put on my life um, again. Um, okay. That uh, we want to that that helps people from feeling alone which was God's first problem on earth when Adam had everything in the world at his fingertips and he was lonely. And the only way that God fixed that was through Eve in a relationship. And so our job is to, uh, as people is to help other people from feeling alone. And that's what we talk about here in the first 20 minutes. We show how we do that by talking about food yes. <laughs> and life <laughs> and life. And uh, just so the first relaxing. How, how many minutes, about 20 minutes. Okay. So if you don't want to hear about food, what happens after that? Justin Boothby, Scott Gracie, <laughs> they just, uh, Call they hit, out. they hit the, the 32nd arrow. Mm -hmm. Um, that would be 40 times. Well, that's good math. It was uh, slow for me, oh. but, um, <laughs> and then we go over impressed. a topic of the day, whether it be people to love, how to love, what are emotional needs, those kind of things. What's today's topic? Uh, you know what? For 20 minutes from now. I pride myself uh, as a church leader that I don't preach the calendar except for Easter and Christmas. I don't do special messages on Thanksgiving and stuff like that. Yeah. We here at lunchtime in Rome, we do not follow that. And so this week we are talking about mothers. Mm. Yeah. Um, insert joke here about, oh, that one's a mother. <laughs> um, but we're going to talk about how as we grow up, the impact our upbringing has on us as adults reflected through the positive aspects yeah for those uh at least your mother your mother and my mother who are listening and going goo, goo. Mm. it's all positive tonight and how that set us up for success in certain areas of our life yeah and uh we might even look at if they hadn't been positive what might that do but not in the ways our mothers weren't positive because this week our parents were perfect mm -hmm. our mothers were right perfect. right so that's what we're going for today. And that is awesome. Um, some logistics, lunchtimeinrome.com. You can see our show notes there. So if we reference anything on, on tonight's show, um, you can check out our show notes um, for any notes about the topic at hand or any of the do-betters that we're going to come up later on. That's and, the last uh, 10 minutes. That's right. And uh, any fun references like places we eat or anything like that will be will be in there. And also past episodes. You know, if, if you're oh, just yeah. getting caught up, um, we're on episode this is episode 26 by the way i know that's crazy i know it is that's exciting that means and we've been doing this for half a year yeah 
I remember we started it in November, and the first night we did it was snowing. There's 52 weeks in a year, and we've done 26. This is 26. This is, you know, and people think this isn't a math-based podcast. There's two. (laughs) We've done so much math. Wow. Half a year. I haven't done math. You guys have done it. (laughs) Oh, you're coming, (laughs) It's coming up. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, lunchtimeinrome.com. Check that out. And also, please give us a, a rating on iTunes. Five stars if you would. That'd yeah, be great. That'd be awesome. Um, and help us out there. And um, and yeah, that's that's what's awesome. So I actually want to kick this. I want to do this a little differently this week. Um, normally, we talk about what we've done in the past week. But I am so excited for what we're going to do on Saturday. Okay. So what's that? Well, we and our spouses capital campaign 2.0 with faith community church <laughs> 10 o'clock in the Elders morning go. team leaders. i am so excited for that Boom. all so. of them listening to rachel tell them what we're going to be doing with the future of the church all right <laughs> watching rachel bully ron her what's the timestamp on that all right that's four minutes 45 seconds all right. um but uh no so we, along with our spouses and, and families, uh, go to Ocean City, New Jersey. And uh, last year was the first year the group went, and we're going again this year. And one of the things I get most excited about is just planning for the vacation. Oh, yeah. Talking about, you know, just buying all the stuff that we need to buy, mm-hmm. what we're going to do, and just, like, dreaming about vacation and, and what we're going to do. And this year we got Maggie, so I've been thinking about a lot about that and how much fun that's going to be. And also, like, it's going to be tough at certain times, you know, um, but so much fun and I can't wait. And this week I pulled the trigger. Actually, it was today. And I, this is another thing that I was super excited about. So I got a new grill. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, I, you got did. A, I got yeah, a man's a, grill, a Weber grill, um, not the you know thousand dollar Weber grill that, you know, can't you just celebrate yourself? Well, you know, but like, yes, I, I got a really nice grill. It's a really nice grill, and I love it. Wasted so much money, but no, whatever. No, no. Throw it in our faces. But <laughs> but I wanted to say, like, it's not – I didn't want the $1,000 grill. I want, I was like, I wanted something simple, and I'm excited about it. I really am excited about it. Um, but uh, we're going to use that this weekend for that. We're going to use it for Mother's Day. Speaking of Mother's Day, we're cooking at. Um, so looking forward to that. And uh, – I just I can't wait to use it. I'm so excited, and we got it from Home Depot, not a sponsor. And uh, I didn't know this, but I ordered it online because I was like, I'll just get it online, and then I'll just go pick it up. There's a little thing uh, when you go to checkout; they assemble it for free. Oh yeah. Oh wow. I did not know they assembled it for free. Oh yeah. I knew you could have it assembled, but I thought there would probably be like a like you know a hundred dollar fee or whatever. A little upcharge. Right. Nothing. So wait, if they assembled it for free there, how'd you get it home? Because you don't have a truck. No, he um, wheeled it home. The, 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 <laughs> they don't live too. That's far. how good Weber grills are. Rode it home. Oh, nice. Yeah, like I said, it's not a huge grill. Yeah, you know, decent size, but you know, I forget what the pad. They have like that patty measurement. It's like, oh, it's twenty four patties. You know, they have that like oh burgers. Yeah, I thought burgers. that was like some sort of a because we're all going metric by nineteen eighty. I was told in second grade. <laughs> I'm like a patty is that? <laughs> it's an Irish measurement. Um, no, we uh, it's it's small enough to fit in the back of the HRV, which is similar to really? your yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's That's great. Amazing. Yeah. I'm so excited. I can tell. You should be. I'm I and I can't Isn't it great to work hard and earn the things yes. that you like right. to buy? Didn't yeah. put it on credit. Didn't go into no, debt. Didn't no. Didn't put it on credit. Nope. You just got what a his, novel just, idea to work hard and then feel good about buying things for yourself. Right. And especially like where when you coming out of high school, you were like, 
I'm going to live in this house someday. Oh, never thought. I'm just going to go <laughs> throw some 20s at Home Depot. Right. Tell them to keep the change. I'm going to ride my Weber home. Nah, I'll keep the change. Well, uh, uh, <laughs> Not quite there yet. Hey, I, you may have mentioned earlier, but we also love interaction on Facebook. Yeah. So yes. keep the comments coming. Check out Heidi's. It's beautiful. She's joining us in, in <laughs> Who knew? Our, our emotion. Who knew? It's so Good. great. Last week, Heidi, was the Friends episode. Last week, Heidi was the Friends episode? Heidi. I'm talking to Heidi now. Oh. Yeah. How last week she's like, oh, I'm worried that maybe I'm that friend. Oh, which uh-huh. she's not in no, the group. totally not. I thought you and meant friends. now she friends. lobs, uh, oh, I'm going to be at that meeting on Saturday. Now, does she mean the, the vacation meeting? Uh, <laughs> she's going to crash it. Or is she exciting about... <laughs> Capital See, we, campaign. We have to wait here. We don't know. <laughs> I mean, it could, it could, it could be. The, the, I thought she meant the Saturday night. After <laughs> maybe she meeting. does. Yeah, maybe she does. Maybe no, she I, does. So Chica, this is again. This is not an open invitation to come to Jay's house on Tuesday night. That's true. But Heidi has some of the best like one-liners. <laughs> Heidi's the best, and it's like this quiet little comment, yeah. and like she'll say, and like sometimes not you everybody almost, picks you up on miss it. it a little bit. But I'll pick it. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll I'll glance over, and I'm like, I heard that. that the question is, is it quiet funny. because she's understated and humble? Yeah, or because Paul has a hearing deficiency, and so she just says it so Paul doesn't hear. <laughs> Maybe it depends on what it is. It could be true. Actually, I'm not <laughs> sure she's not so sure she's concerned. I also think Paul might have selective hearing. Yeah, I think my oh. grandparents had selective hearing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, indeed. So that is what's going on. Now, are you going to season that grill before yeah. I use it on Saturday? I'm going to have to. Yeah. Right. All right. I don't want the food sticking. Everybody looking at me like I did it wrong. You know what I'm going to have to do though? <laughs> I'm going to have to Google how do you season a grill. <laughs> I, it doesn't matter. The first time you cook on it, you ruin it anyhow. Aww. I seasoned it with bacon grease, all the stuff, fired it up, did all the things you're supposed to do. Yeah. It's all good and everything. First chicken I put on, there was like. <laughs> <laughs> so I just kept seasoning it. The, yeah, it's putting extra seasoning on the chicken because it was sticking to yeah. the grill. Dude, I'm so excited. I was looking at the bottom of it. It's like a coated aluminum oh, or something stuff, like that. Your car is not made out of as good a stuff as a Weber grill is. Right. And that's what I'm saying because like the, the grill that I had back there, there was a, uh, I was taking it, moving it out of the way to put the new grill where we needed it and there is a giant rust hole in the bottom of it so i'm excited to have like a, a grill that's not going to rust out in five years now you got a new grill yeah i got a new grill yeah you did nice you got a sweet deal on your grill i got 40 bucks off of a 200 dollars grill yeah and it'll last maybe a year or two because yeah. it's not a whatever uh-huh. but i mean I got a grill next. that is missing one of the um, the, the burner turner things. <laughs> got a little. Uh, uh, I have a um, vice grips that I use to turn that, and I light it with a, a you know a, oh, yeah. one of those long handled you know lighters. Have Abby do That's it. my grill. Get man. your tiny arm down in there, girl. <laughs> girl. <laughs> Time to earn your yeah, keep. That's one of those things that's it's not on the super high priority list. But I, I have two charcoal grills. Which, yeah, you do, which is great when you want to eat in three hours. Right. Right. Yeah, but. I love well, this, not you, but like there's. I mean, I've never been in like a situation where I need to grill something quickly. But I feel like you're in a different. Yeah, and then even mindset. by the time, even then, you, you you cook too soon. When I I cook too soon, when it's yeah. a charcoal, I'm like, eh, it's good enough by now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you get done cooking everything, and you look at the, the coals, and you're like, and there's the time to cook <laughs> right now. And you're looking through the freezer. Can I grill something else? <laughs> Something on there. I don't want to waste I these waited, coals. I waited all day for these coals. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. terrible. I do like charcoal, though. It's good. So today I went to Red Robin. Yum. Wow. <laughs> that might be the worst thing we've done for lunch. And uh, as a gluten free guy, you know, you go to a burger place, eh, you get the lettuce wrap, yeah. you know, whatever. Okay, it's fine. But I have found their avocado salad. Avocado? Cabo. It's got avocado and it's a 
Cobb salad. Mm, okay. Hence, avo Cabo. To be delightful. It even has no way. some crumbles of blue cheese, and I'm not a blue mm. cheese guy. Oh, I love blue cheese. Yeah, it's because you're a man's man. Yeah, mm. I'm not a blue cheese guy either. The guy I was with, he ordered Swiss cheese on his burger, and I said, you're almost like an adult. Like, no kid says Swiss cheese. <laughs> no. But no I kid, like Swiss. No kid really ever says blue cheese. Yeah. But it was it's just such a good go-to salad. It's just wonderful. I get a little ranch dressing on it, and mm-hmm. they got... You know, they don't do guacamole, which is great because Mm. then they would put cilantro, which I've got the chromosome, which makes it taste like soap. Mm. Um, (laughs) So they just do real avocado and Mm. all that kind of fun stuff and a big piece of chicken on it. But I wanted to talk about it because I was having lunch with a guy by the name of Richie Reader, which almost sounds like a made up name. Richie Reader. Richie Reader. Mm hmm. Who I briefly met. Not as much as Jenny Jenny Moneypenny. Jenny Jenny, Moneypenny. Jenny Jenny Moneypenny. Right. Right. Um. Never mind. Gosh, I hate the filter that I have because I heard a name on the way over, uh, and his name was Richard Hunter. You and have I a thought filter? we could talk about uh, that. Oh, Richard Hunter. Yeah. yeah. And I just thought, God, speaking of parents, mm. do better. Oh boy, do better. Yeah. But that filter keeps me from going on about. I don't that. know what you mean. Yes, you do. Anyhow, Richie, uh, I met him briefly years ago at another church, and I mean briefly, like I was meeting somebody else. Hey, it's Richie. Great. Mm-hmm. And then through the Trey days and Pray for Trey on Facebook, he kept in touch and, you know, kept up to date as much as anything else. And then they realized that his daughter uh, was born with, I think it's like a, for lack of a better term, a genetic condition. Mm -hmm. And she needed a liver transplant. And when I say liver, it could be kidney, which shows you how good of a person I am. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with kidney. An organ. An organ. Definitely an organ. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... She had that transplant, and they decided, just like we decided, to be very open and very honest. They use the word raw and vulnerable mm-hmm. about, hey, you know, this sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, not you know, it's not just praise God, everything's good, sure. and we have faith. And you know, they're like, we're in the hospital again mm. and again, and 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 that's up to the transplant, then the yeah. transplant. Yeah. So he called me and asked if we could have lunch. He said, we're, we're we should get together. It's been a long time or whatever. And when I sat down with him, I said, it's not really been a long time we never really have mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and it was such a good lunch because we were sort of for lack of a better term kindred spirits because mm. we both know the language of when children's hospital is your world yeah and when you're in ministry and everybody's watching and you're deciding to you know figuratively pull your pants down and say this is my life mm-hmm. i'm naked yeah. here i am i'm sad i'm happy right i'm pissed off right i'm elated um, and it was, it, and he said, I, I feel like I've learned so much from you, even though we, we don't ever talk. Mm-hmm. He said, just by watching you live your life. And he was one of those people where I have to be careful when, uh, somebody is in a battle with their children. And I don't know if I've shared this. I think I have on the podcast before, because to those who are in their battle, I am the voice in the face of death because their kid may not make it. Yeah. And so then they can look at me and be like, oh, wait, it really does happen that way. Yeah. So I was careful with them and encouraging them. And it was just so great to get together and hear where they are. And the fact that, you know, Mike is home and she's been home for a while now. And how he said it. And I knew it before he said it, that everybody's like, oh, well, she's home now. Yep. It's all all over. It's all All over. Let's find another tragedy to pray for. Right. Mm. Like, oh, you give her seven medications a day. Oh, it might still reject you know mm-hmm. the organ and yeah. all these kind of things and i'm like yep yep and he said you know in the bible what did he call them the bible verse bumper sticker people mm-hmm. 
who always say, you Co- know, coffee cup Christians with the, yeah. Hey, but all things work for, yeah. you know, for those who love and serve the Lord. Yeah. Right. Do you know I don't want to, I don't right. want to be in the hospital anymore. Right. I'm ready to be done. Yeah. Right. And so it was just good. And God's working in his heart in mighty ways to the point where he's looking at doing some more things to help families in crisis. And, you know, if God let me do this, what are we doing next? And it was just so great one for that. And to have him say that he listened to the recording of Trey's funeral, Mm. driving home from work one day he was working downtown at the time and he said he, there he was in rush hour traffic with tears streaming down his face and wondering if people are thinking that he just really hates traffic <laughs> <laughs> but listening to me give the eulogy for trey mm-hmm. and then when the worst of the worst happened with his daughter he said he remembered he said look there are men of faith who have lifted up the name of jesus not that this is a christian podcast it's just me sharing me Yeah, that have lifted up the name of Jesus in situations worse than this. He said, and I found the strength to move on. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I, I teared up. I didn't cry. Cause you know, I was at red Robin. I'm a man's man. <laughs> I've said that three times so far. This podcast <laughs> only once about me. What an honor. Yeah. What a blessing. Like yeah. I, I know people are watching. I get that. You yeah. know, and, and people have said that, but to have somebody like that in the battle for their child's life, to share that with me, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's sort of to a degree, my encouragement is to tell people the impact they've had in your life. We don't do that enough. Mm-hmm. And to have that blessing today, Andy bought lunch. So mm, there you go. yeah. And I committed to, I'll buy next time. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'll just keep pushing it off. <laughs> but, uh, that's all. I just wanted to share that story. Um, it was really, wow. It was nice. Yeah. And a great salad. There you go. There you go. Have we talked about, there you go. I know I've talked about you personally. Yeah. There you go is a code statement, not Cody, but a code statement for, I heard what you said. Yeah. I have nothing more to add. Yep. Please stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. And when somebody, there you go, yeah. Yeah. If you've listened to what I just said, and the next time somebody says it to me, you'll be like, oh, <laughs> no, I see. Okay. There you okay. go. That's fine. There you go. There you go. Well, you mentioned salad and you don't make friends with salad. You don't, you don't. make friends with salad. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, how do? Yeah. How do? How do? So it's funny you bring up Red Robin because uh, at, at work today we had this big because w- as a sales team we blew the doors off of sales last month. Nice. So we had this big Red Robin catered event. Catered event at, at work. We were debating having it for no, a out in California. Uh, none of the sales team. It's funny fact. None of the sales team is in california right so all of those people got to eat red robin because of you because of the sales team Good job, are you kidding Brian. me i'm not nope wow that's outstanding great. i don't say outstanding too much too by the way that's great so there's there's my red robin story <laughs> as a as a former sales rep uh-huh that we is... get a bonus so we get a, actually a monetary bonus for that okay but they get the lunch but they get the lunch now Okay. It's, it's do, a team effort. They it's do help effort. support. It's a team effort. Yeah, but still. Yeah. Well, let's talk <laughs> yeah, about something still. else then. The other thing, I went cool. swimming today. No. What? In my pool. No. I did. No. Water temp? Oh, it's cold. It was Negative ankle, ankle biting. Um, but we we took the cover off and yeah. the water was crystal clear. Nice. It's probably only like three or four oh, feet left. So you were able to get the cover off. Got the cover off. Nice. Got it off without any mess. There is not as much water in it that I, as I thought there would be, but it was crystal clear. Yeah. We, were man- we managed to salvage that. I got the hose in. That's awesome. But as soon as we took the cover off and I looked at that water, I was like, you know, sweaty. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get in. Oh, I'm going to get in. Yeah. 
So I did, and then Abby was like, can I come in too? Why do you always got to be the first one in the pool, Dad? She said, well, shut up, it's my pool. Because I, I paid lots of money for it and spent lots of time on it. That's why. You want to go to work and pay for this pool, young lady? <laughs> so uh, that's pretty much what I got. I mean, I, I just am so glad. Well, and a little bit of background. Like, you are Mr. Summer. You mm-hmm. love your pool. I love to swim. You I love, love the, the ocean. Yep. You this like You're so excited. And I'm excited because I know at some point I'll be over there. You will be. Swimming in it. Yeah, and so will Maggie. Yeah, right? How awesome Gotta is that? Gotta get her in the pool. And maybe Chalupa. <laughs> well, she's already been. Her, I was just going to say. <laughs> was, she, she was in, the first she's, one yeah, in. She's she was in. the first one in this year. <laughs> so, summer's here, yay. Hey, oh, I want to ask you. So have fun. we talked about the Adam Carolla uh, cold swimming yep. thing? Yeah, we have. And there's a guy, actually one of the sales guys at work, he does a cold shower. Like every day he'll do like a 10-minute cold See, shower. See, I think I could do a cold dip in the pool first thing in the morning. I don't know that I could do a cold no, shower. no. It pulls way more pool. fun. You, well, you just go. Well, it's instant. Yeah, you right. just go. Right. You pull the trigger, you're in, and then like a couple seconds, you're good. Although, staying under the spigot of your shower. It's yeah. just, it's like, like, it's just like hitting you. Like, you know, I, I don't like to, it. I am going to Utah this coming week, too. <laughs> you better timestamp that as well. I don't like it. <laughs> and by the way, for those of you listening, the reason why you do it is because in a lot of ways in life, we've gotten away from ordinary misery. Mm-hmm. You, know, you look at the, and we're not going there, but the opioid epidemic is all because, oh, I have pain. And right. they treated Take pain as if it's a vital sign. Mm-hmm. It became a vital sign. And so we've gotten away from, hey, sometimes life's hard. Life yeah. sucks. And so the theory is you make yourself miserable first thing in the morning. And one, certainly is going to wake you up. Yeah. Getting but, out of bed can be mm-hmm. miserable. Absolutely. Getting out of bed to pee. Oh, oh terrible gosh. it's the worst especially if you left the windows open and the house is a little bit too cold you know what i mean like, oh yeah you don't want to leave those covers so he said like a man you <laughs> you jump in the pool and it's probably one of the hardest things you're gonna have to do all day and that's such a sad statement on the on the way we live i mean i'm, I'm grateful i don't want to be the the guy scrounging for you know stealing food off a uh you know some um Station along. We're living in like the greatest time in history. Oh, we win the lottery every like, day. Yeah, we win the lottery. It's every unbelievable. Day. Yeah, we have to make ourselves miserable. We have there, to make people in a lot of parts of the country that are like, you do things right to make yourself miserable, so that you remember what miserable. <laughs> a lot of parts of the world is like. <laughs> right, because like we don't have to yeah, go. Both. We don't have to go out and hunt for food no. and gather and things like that. You get sick, and we, there's medicine. There's medicine. Well, it's right, crazy. and now we don't even have to go to the store. We can just. Order it online and have it delivered if we want. Like, just no, no, no. no wait, I'm just saying. I don't care. I won't deal with that. I, right. I'm with no. you. I'm with you. But I'm just saying, no. like, th- like that's how far we are. Like, you don't even have to go to the grocery store anymore. We've Ooh. gone from from having like, if you don't go out and hunt or gather your food, you're gonna die. To yeah. I'm just gonna sit on my couch on my phone and order my meal and call it a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If your food delivery guy doesn't deliver, you're gonna have to wait six hours. Yeah. <gasps> that's not quite the same. No. Hey, uh, Rob Strauss, uh, senior night tomorrow night against Plum. So. All right. <laughs> uh, we have one more food item to talk about. Okay. And if I was the food and or rib Nazi, oh. I would say no more ribs for you. This is a big one. That's fair. This is a seminal And moment. I don't even know what happened to them. You just said. Uh, the, 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 I brought up zip it. The turkey <clears throat> ate them. I rolled in, little spur of the moment get together, and I bring a couple bones of rib for mm. Brian, a couple bones of ribs, my smoked ribs that I'm working on. Lovingly made. Having that go above my grilling, my grilled chicken. I want my ribs to be known. Ooh. 
and they're not there. Yet. I will help you experiment. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, mean, I have somebody now has got to. Because mm-hmm. I gave some to both of them while we were at Eric's house. Well, that's the thing. I've let down two people. Oh, well, wow. to be fair, I could have remembered to say, hey, what about those ribs? Thank I you for joining Yeah, that would have me, taken Brian. some. So the other night, Brian says to Eric, or says to me, oh, by the way, I didn't get to eat my ribs. In which Eric says, I didn't either. Right. Which means something happened to the ribs because we were outside. So... What happened to the ribs? We left them out overnight. Wherever you put them. Where did you put them? I handed them to you. Mm. Maybe they made it to the fridge and you just don't remember. Maybe. <laughs> Brian just gets up and leaves. <laughs> They're still good. It's still good. They might be in the downstairs fridge. Maybe Amy and put I, them there. And I, and I got to be honest. We talked about this before. Like, at what point do you throw away food? Well, that's I where I'm going said, you know next. What? If it was the next morning. Yeah, and it was outside. It was probably cool overnight. I would have eaten them. Might have been a fail on my part. So you haven't it's thrown them away. I, you ha- you'd have to ask Amy. When she gets home, we'll ask her. <laughs> All right, everybody, stay in tune. <laughs> stay tuned. But you've been irresponsible with to he who has been given much. Much, much is, required. is required. Much is required. So, one point. <laughs> well, sorry for those of you just listening. Uh, Cody, which is Eric's dog, has just climbed gonna, up. Well, I think I'm going to squeeze a little bit of pee out of him as I was helping him get up <laughs> onto the uh, onto my lap. Well, Thanks, it's okay Cody, because I thought you were picking him up and might have. Uh, no, 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 no. Well, sometimes he gets what Eric calls fish bum. Oh yeah, and uh, it's like some glandular oh, thing. Dude, you don't want that on your jeans. No, you don't. But uh, it I smells that, horrible. That's what I thought it was. It's like it's like a weird combination of. Ah, it smells like fish. The worst. Ugh, and, you know it's the worst. But the. The thing is with, usually if we're like over at your house, you say, put your key, give me your keys. That's right. I was trying to distract fr- you so that we weren't talking about the ribs anymore. <laughs> well, but like, I was just thinking about this, like wh- where it went wrong. And I'm like, oh, I can't put my keys at my own <laughs> where house. It went like, wrong. I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, leave my house, you know. No, it, I totally get it. it. With things that aren't important to you, just slip your mind. Oh my God. It's fine. Oh, I mean, it's cool. It's fine. I didn't pack my bags. Yeah, for this so your bags are, there it is. Uh, you know. See, now we've transitioned away from my transition. <laughs> and a lot of people are raised on guilt, just like I gave you. But oh, yeah. I am so thankful yeah. that we have moms. See, I can't say that. You know, some people, we have great moms. This is a great transition. Oh, it's a great transition. I was going to say, but we all know if you've listened to two minutes of this podcast, mom's watching right now. Hi, mom. I actually looked at the camera um, that I was raised on guilt and she's proud of it. So this isn't negative. Yeah. But we want to take a few minutes and look at how we were raised because you're the way you were raised between zero and 12. Yeah. Is the primary has the greatest impact on the rest of your life as far as your emotional needs. And what happens is we get into life and we meet somebody new and you finally find your spouse and you're married and all this stuff. And we have these same fights that go over and over again. Well, they're rooted in your emotional needs that were impacted upon you as a child, because either that need was always met. And so you're used to that need being Mm -hmm. met or it was never met. And you have a big need for it being met. Right. Or just the opposite. You have no need for it. And that comes from how we were raised. And so we want to take a few minutes right now. In my pre-marriage teaching and in my um, teaching that I got from the Center for Relational Care down in, uh, in, t- in Austin, Texas, there's just a simple little thing. And it's a childhood questionnaire. And I use it so that we get to know each other. And I can sort of show them how the couples, how this has impacted their life. 
yeah. and why it bothers you. And we'll probably put it in the show notes uh, to some degree or another. But what I want to talk about with us is with your moms, what was their strengths? What was if their mom, what your mom was known for what? If you look back and you're like, hey, at least she did this or she was great at that. What was it? For me, it was support. You go straight to the emotional need. Look at you. And yeah, right. And I bet you Brian's probably pretty similar just because I think our moms are really similar. No matter what, my mom had my back and would have and support me in if somebody like wronged me or didn't and I, I can think of a time I was I think I was in seventh grade where it was a security guard at school had made fun of me mm-hmm. and I saw him do it and he and he like told this fat joke to this other security guard and the other security guard didn't laugh but I know that he said it and I told my mom and then she made like she came to the school and like it was a whole thing like she was pissed and I knew that, like, my mom has my back no matter what. If I need somebody, like, I if, if I killed somebody and I needed somebody to help me bury the body. Besides Ken Love. Besides Ken Love, I'm calling my mom. Because <laughs> she, like, she just had my back, like, all the time. And, you know, that was, that's huge when you're a kid, you know. And that's really important. And it's kind of reflected now is, like, I like to have support, you know, it, it, now that I'm older. Because I've had that in the past. And that is an unbelievably great quality to have in a mom. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. and, and, and people that are listening are probably thinking like, oh, yeah, but then there's that my boy can do no wrong. Like, it wasn't like that. No, I did wrong. And then she she, she was like, you did wrong. And right. I, I got yelled at. Because we have too many parents in our world today who right. will defend Jimmy and Johnny, even though, okay, he stabbed the guy in the eyeball. But mm-hmm. maybe that guy was mean to him. Like, no, that's right. wrong. Right. You know? yeah. But allow me to be the emotional needs nerd here for a minute while I praised you for saying right off the bat, you gave the emotional need. Yeah. I want to say, but in fact, was it support that she gave you? Because if you think of support, you know, there's encouragement is I believe in you. Right. Support is let me help you. Right. But did she, in fact, give you approval, blessing, belonging? Like, look, you're my son mm-hmm. and I'm going to defend you because not because you're right or wrong or anything else. You're my son. I would say. It's and probably, yeah. Pay, and a bit of emotional security to that same. Yeah. End. I would say it's, it's both. It's definitely both. Because like she did come alongside me and like stood by me as like we were talking. Right, about. But see, again, that's not inherently support. That's that's where people get confused with emotional. OK. Needs. Yeah. OK. You know, to support us. To so in my mind, do something. So, well, so she came along with me to talk to school administration and was by my side to support me that way. But how would you say that's not. I would say that's much more. It's not the emotional need of support. Okay. You saying her saying, uh, Eric, I want you to, um, I want you got to do your homework. Yeah. And you say, I'm just struggling with my homework. Not that that was the case. (laughs) Now she could say, Eric, you know, you're a smart boy. You can do your homework. Yeah. That's encouragement. Yeah. But if she would have come alongside you and say, okay, well, let's look at number one. Right. That's supporting you. Yeah. Helping you do your homework, helping you do your homework. She's not doing it. Right. Right. Whereas in what she did was provide for you one, like I said, approval, blessing slash belonging. Yeah. You're my son. Right. And this isn't about right or wrong. It's you deserve this. Yeah. And or security. You've been made fun of. Yeah. Or whatever else had happened. Yeah. So she comes alongside you and supports you. Yeah. That makes total sense. Cough button isn't working on this. (laughs) Just get some. Either way, how great to have that. Right. Because there's a lot of people who don't have that. Right. And everybody needs that to some degree. Right. And so 
what's interesting is you still have that need now mm-hmm. because it was there for you. And I never really thought of that. Well, oftentimes we've talked about so much of how we've been hurt and how we haven't got mm-hmm. that emotional need and right. we need it. So it's interesting to talk about something that we have got and we still need it because it's and there's no rhyme we, or reason. You can have that need met your whole life right, yeah. and not need it as an adult. Yeah. Have that need met your whole life and still have a need for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. That's cool. Brian. Yeah. Sal. I would say very similar, but I would also say um, comfort. She always, like, when I look back at my childhood, I think one of the things that my mom did really well was make me feel safe. Um, Security. Security. Make me feel safe. Make me feel like I'm going to bed tonight and I I know that everything's okay. Mm. And, you know, whether whether they were struggling with finances or, you know, and I I would see these things here and there, but... um, at the end of the day, I, they did a really good job. My mom did a really good job of, I'm here for you. Um, you're in a solid spot. You know, and a lot of kids don't have that. Like, you know, being young and hearing about friends of yours, parents that are divorcing, you know, that, that, that's one of the things I remember about my mom. She's like, it's not going to happen to us. Yeah. And to have your parents say that to you, Yeah. you know, whether it actually happens or not, but in this case it did with my parents, yeah. you know, in, in those in those moments at those ages where you see other people's worlds being, uh, you know, like I couldn't imagine my parents, like that would be the most devastating thing in the world when I'm 10, 11, 12 years old to, to have my parents split up. Sure. You know, and, and for her, for us to have that conversation and, and her to give me that assurance meant so much. And, um, you know, that, that, that always stuck with me that, um, that she would be able to, to give me that kind of comfort, to be able to give me that kind of reassurance. That's kind of security. Um, so that's, I would say one of the things she did really well. And I can, that's <clears throat> just so just like you said, reassuring and comforting to know like, okay, at least, you know, life might be up, life might be down, but yeah. we've got this. <clears throat> when I think of my upbringing, it's all, it's almost, I don't want to say personified or exemplified by dinners at six, you know? Mom had dinner on the table. My mother makes jokes that she wasn't a great cook. You know, she didn't have her, you know, everybody says, oh, my mom's fried chicken or my mom's whatever. And I've joked with my mom and said to her, you know, you were great at nothing, (laughs) but it was always hot. It was always good. Yeah. And it it was was always always there. Six o'clock. Yeah. Dinner at six. Right. And I knew that because I walked to elementary school. And again, when we talk about childhood, childhood, we're very much talking about zero to 12 years old. Yeah. And I knew when I would come walking down the hill, mom would be ironing clothes, watching Mike Douglas, Mike, Mike Douglas? Douglas. Oh, Mike Douglas, you know, and we would talk. And I what would do you mean? His, what do you mean? Mike Douglas talk show. Not Michael Douglas. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. I don't even know what that is. Mike Douglas. Mike Douglas. On have like we KKA not seen? Or? Have we not seen? No. It was an after. Have we not seen Nutty Professor? Yes. The old, the, the old I thought she was talking about Michael Douglas. No. Oh, Mike oh. Douglas used to make me anyhow. Yeah. Um, you know, and snack time was over by five. I remember being, as a kid, you know, she gave me, and this may sound weird given the fact that I'm relatively undisciplined in a lot of things, but it was like at five o'clock, snack time was over. If you wanted a snack after five o'clock, it had to be meat or cheese, which was funny because she was cutting edge. Hmm. Because back then, you know, right. you had to, oh, it was food pyramid right, and all right, that right. stuff. Um, and there was just, it was that kind of discipline. So that kind of consistency gave me security in my world. I just knew there were things I could count on. And now the thing is, I didn't know it then, 
But looking back now, there was a sense of normalcy and there is a pattern to life. And this is what you do. And this is when we do it. And, you know, 10 o'clock, my mom would throw my underoos at me and it was time to go to bed. And that was bedtime at 10 o'clock, which I'm glad Joe and Bella don't listen to this podcast because right now Joe's like, my bedtime's 930 <laughs> and I'm 16 and my yeah. bedtime is 930. You'll thank him later, Joe. But the other thing is, was I knew it was important to be a Mitlow. We had mm. birthday parties that were celebrations. Yeah. The yeah. Biggest celebration. That's awesome. The you guys do like, the, the videos that I've seen of you guys getting together and like doing silly dances and songs and it's whatnot. Just what we it's, do. it's really funny. And the Mitlow is just great. And, and, you know, they provided um, for us a home that people were welcome in. And so my older, I'm the yeah. youngest, and Mary Lynn's 11 years older than I am, which I'm 48 now. Um, Tommy's 10 years older than I Brian, am. Brian, this is your chance to I do, can't math. do math. <laughs> She's almost. I'm not going to be doing that math. Um, and so their friends, like our house was the house to go to. Mm -hmm. And so it was always the Mitlows. Like yeah. long before I became Jay Mitlow, Trey's dad. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was Jay Mitlow, you know, Tom, Tommy's brother. Tommy's brother, Mary Lynn's brother, Kathy's brother, you know, and and betty and tom's son yeah you know there was a name it was important to be a mitlow yeah and and not that we were arrogant or anything else right it just mattered mm -hmm. and that was a right. really good thing how did you know your mother loved you how did they show that besides what we just talked about i mean my mom always told me that she loved me so like with words you know that was you know i, I hear so many people talk about how like oh my my mother or father like they never said i love you and like I, that's so foreign to yeah me. right like i oh, we I'd, all have that what's that we all share that oh that's we had overly yeah. I, not overly, overly but, i love you but mom jeez yeah. no more <laughs> no yeah. i i that's so foreign to me so they you know they'd say that you know hugs and you know kisses and you know all that kind of stuff and then you know my mom definitely loved us with food she was a great <laughs> cook and like similar to your mom a a hot meal dinner made we yeah. ate together every day mm -hmm. it wasn't like oh we're gonna have one night a week and that's gonna be our no it was every day and yeah. she still brings it over on mondays for you yeah and that's her like that's her things like she that's so it's kind of like an acts of service you know loving us with with i'm with so glad you didn't say food. love language yeah right i, I just hate that term mm. ah, we'll get you plugged in that's right. Oh, there you go. Ah, she loves on you that way. <laughs> ah, there it is. Well, let's not wrestle with this too much. That's right. <laughs> um, I, I think for me, yeah. I mean, I heard I love you, you know, and um, you know, lots of affection. And but I think for me, like as soon as you as soon as you asked that, like one one of the things that's it was just like this random memory that stuck out to me. But it, I think, exemplifies the ways that I I really truly felt loved by her other than the I love yous and you know the the hugs and kisses and that's and all that stuff but there was this one day I came home from school and I I, I did really well you know on a report card or, or an assignment or whatever it was maybe math fifth grade yeah math <laughs> um and like I I she she had created this um I don't know card with with these just stickers on it or something you know and it was just one of these things where like and she consistently did stuff like that. That yeah. was just little things that, mm -hmm. that were a little just, special extra touch. Like, like, and, and now yeah. looking at it as an adult, she took her time. She yeah. had, she had a thought. She took her time to do it because she genuinely loved me so much. And she, she still does that kind of stuff with my kids. Yeah. And, um, or 
I know you love apple pie. Like my mom's never eaten apple pie in her life. I don't think, but she makes the best apple pie, you know, <laughs> and, and she would do those kind of things when, when she wanted to show love and appreciation, she would, yeah. she knows what I love to eat and she would do that too. So, yeah. but I would say, I would say it's those little things that, that added up so much over, you know, a long, long period of time. Yeah. Out of context, but Debbie Jack is a great mom and it's her birthday today and she's watching Happy yeah. birthday, my Debbie. mother. Um, as you said, something you know popped into your mind, mm. and that was that fifth grade thing. It's funny because it sticks with me to this day. Is again, can't say it enough. Youngest of five kids, right? And I think of my mother. I thought it was every day, but she tells me it was only two times a week. Would be on her hands and knees uh, with a bucket of soapy water, washing the floors, you know, in the in the kitchen and the family room, and and I'm like, I haven't swiffered my floors. <laughs> <laughs> wet swift swiffer wet the floor i sweep the floor i'm right. not, not inhumane right right and we had the coolest laundry chute in our bathroom oh. that it was just this like i mean it was a, a two by three foot by two foot door that was held by a uh, spring so you would open up the linen closet and th just throw your clothes down there and it would, boom, 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 yeah, it would yeah. go right into the laundry area yeah, yeah. so it wasn't like you know one of those in some you know Big houses that have the shoots, like Looney Tunes plugged. Acme. That's like vacuum yeah, system, like, like sucking it down. Yeah, but it was cool because I could climb up from when I'm taking a bigger climb up. And <laughs> one time, saw one of my sister's friends with her shirt off, Ooh. which I felt bad about um, <laughs> looking backwards. And I won't name that person, but I mean, I was like 25, so whatever. <laughs> but there would be piles of laundry. Like my mother did laundry every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, my poor beloved wife Rachel. It, you know, it's a contest between does the grass grow faster or the laundry pile higher? And mm -hmm. that's both the things that we yeah. deal with. Oh, my gosh. That's us right now. Yeah. And, and it doesn't stop. No. And there's my mother doing it for seven people. Yeah. All day. Every day. That's you know, and, then, and that's what she did. She didn't work outside the house. Oh, boy, this guy. No, I'm just I'm just asking. <laughs> didn't like, she have a job? Just trying just to figure kidding. out like. No, she did not. She was 24 seven mom at home. Gotcha. And add in the fact. And we used to talk about this, too, that my dad traveled with Westinghouse. He mm -hmm. doesn't matter. He traveled <laughs> and he'd go away for a week, two weeks. And they had one car and he would take it to the airport. Oh, man. Makes sense. So she's home with five kids. <laughs> this was the this before was, Uber. Yeah, I was just to say, like this was. And we would say, Uber. "Mom, what did you do?" And she's like, "I, d I don't know." Oh my god! Like goodness. I guess maybe, you know. So I'd imagine, go out of my mind. Um, dead end street. <laughs> five kids. You know, by the time I'm born, wow, eleven and under, five kids. Were you within walking distance of a park or anything? Well, nice. You have to understand. Yeah. We lived on a dead end street. Right. Seven houses. Yeah. Right by Forbes School. Okay. So you could ride your bike on the street. We had a basketball hoop. We yeah. all that kind of stuff. And by yeah. that point, you know, so it was sort of like the doors open. It wasn't like today's day and age mm -hmm. where like she would right. play. Like we were, hey, go have fun. Yeah. There's the world out there. Right. We had woods. The go world the is woods. your park. There were no ticks back then. <laughs> you know, so you just played. That's so funny because like me and my friends used to go out and play in the woods and do all that. All I the never time. got a tick. Me neither. 
I've only, had, a, I've only had one tick in my life, and it was like four years ago. That's so weird. This is the part of the show where you we transition from all the positive things, and now we go into today's day and age. Right now, there were kids no, these days. New segment: Lyme's disease, <laughs> peanut butter allergies. Nobody had a peanut butter allergy. My mom, I had a peanut butter allergy. My mother gave me peanut butter. We actually we just gave it'll Maggie, cure you. Trust me. We we actually gave Maggie peanut butter the other day just to get her started. Get on Get her started on yeah. on the allergy. <laughs> Get her in Rub her some strawberries on her rear end and just see if we can get a rash going. <laughs> well, it's so funny. Like, Amy, uh, we, we gave it to her, like, towards the end of the day. And, like, we gave her a bedtime bottle and then put her to bed. And then Amy was like, did we just screw up? Well, why did we do that at the end of the day? Like, what if she, what like. If we have to go to the emergency room. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be really inconvenient. We should have done this early in the day. <laughs> well, wait. Was it what you and I are thinking, which is it might ruin the night's oh, sleep. Yeah. Or we might have to leave the house. Or was <laughs> <Yes>. it. Both. <laughs> welfare of the child. That's where my mind was. That's like, where oh, your went. Yeah. Hers is welfare because it was she might sleep through a reaction was probably Amy's point. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was like, oh, this is going to be inconvenient. If we have to get up in the middle me. of the night. <laughs> right there with you. Which is why moms are the best. Yes. And our moms. Oh, I wanted. I, Amy yeah. is the best mom. We've got Shout time. Out to Amy. With all due respect to your mom. Careful. <laughs> hey, here's what I want to know. How did your mother handle conflict with you? Now, that can be. Ooh. How did that. We're, we're, we need to be constructive here, right? Right. Okay. How did they teach you um, to be. To do better. To do better. So my mom... In a good way. My, you know, my parents never, like, raised a hand to me or, like, you know, punished me, you know... Give you the boot. Right. Um, but my Wasn't mom... was a hand. My mom sure could yell. My mom sure could yell. And you and, knew right from wrong. Oh, man. She could yell. And, uh, and then she would always follow it up with... Uh, what she thought of me and how smart I was and, and am and, and all that. Um, <laughs> Hi Sally. Yeah. We're laughing because Sally just joined, which is oh, Brian's hey. mother. Um, but mom. yeah, my mom, you know, she, she used all to yell things. at me, you know, which is, which is, is good. which is good. You should right. like, you know, command right. authority with your kid and like right. be upset with them when they do wrong. And, but then she, she, she always followed it up with building you up, right. Building me up and encouraging me. Right. Um, and that was, that was always in the back of my mind. Um, I probably could have used a little bit more support back then, but like, I, I'm so thankful for having that encouragement mm -hmm. and knowing what encouragement is because of that. Right. Cause she did it in a, in a good, in a good way. Right. Well, and that's the emotional need of acceptance. Hey, you screwed up. Yeah. But, but. You're good, and I love you, right? And all that stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that you knew it was okay to make mistakes. You were still loved, right? And you still also learned what right and wrong was, right? For me, um, my mother, and it's so funny. I don't want to give everybody a really weird visual image, but I distinctly remember being in a bathtub once, and she was giving me a bath. So again, not twenty five. I was like twenty four, six, five, <laughs> six is too old. I don't know how old I was, right? Old enough to be still getting a bath from mom, yeah, and. And maybe she was checking in on me or something. I don't know, making sure I didn't drown or whatever. Yeah. Um, and she said to me, you know, you've been really mean to your siblings lately. And they don't like, and it's not nice the way you're talking to them. And I remember, like, I'd learned, like, what shove it means or something. So I was just telling everybody to shove it. 
<laughs> right, it was the new word that you learned. Right, yeah. in second grade or first grade <laughs> yeah, right. or whatever. And yeah. she's like, that's not who you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if it's so funny because I know as she's either watching or will be watching this, she'll be like, I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, right. She asked me the other that day. It doesn't she, sound like me. Yeah. <laughs> something I would do. <laughs> um, but when I, the question was, how did your parent, how did your mother handle conflict with you? Yeah. You know, and, and I've made the joke of I'm the youngest of five. My mom was just trying to survive. Right. You know, honey, I but, can't. Honey, I can't. Mom, don't you care? Honey, I can't. <laughs> and what's so funny is it's Great that's not talking time. bad because we've talked about it. She's like, yeah. oh, no, I couldn't. You're right. She's like, no, I'm <laughs> right. just trying to live. Five mm-hmm. kids doesn't have a car to go anywhere. But right. when I screwed up, when I did anything wrong, like I remember once I punched my sister, right, Marcy, right in the stomach. And because she was teasing me. Yeah. And I remember another time I broke a lamp when I was using, and I was playing with a nerf uh, soccer ball in the hallway anytime i did anything wrong immediately my go-to move was i would cry and run away mm. i would cry and i would hide mm. now you would think i was viciously beaten right. as a child because right. why else right. would i cry and run away i remember being in the lint that same linen closet where the laundry chute was yeah. going into the bathroom closing the bathroom door into the linen closet, close the linen closet door and crying because I had broken a lampshade in our kitchen. Mm. And I remember hearing my dad say, well, what are we going to do? And my mom say, what, what are we going to do? What can we do? He's already crying. Right. Mm. He already feels bad. And that was it. Yeah. We wouldn't even sit down and talk about it. I think there was, I'm going to give her and to a degree him, but he wasn't around that much. The benefit of the doubt that he already knows it's wrong. Yeah. He's already sad. Yeah. He's repenting. You know, now the flip side of it is they could have just been like, eh, whatever. <laughs> just move on. Like, <laughs> clean up the glass. It'll be better tomorrow. <laughs> Shove it under the rug. But so, I, I, you know, the same degree, like, they knew who I was. Yeah. And they acknowledged it. And, like, yeah. They and just moved on. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Hold on. Yes, sir. So, what emotional need would you put that under? Well, the the first one, you know, again, goes to when, you know, the your siblings don't appreciate the way you're talking and, and we don't talk like that. Yeah. The, we don't talk like that is goes to approval, blessing, belonging. Mm-hmm. Midlows don't do this. Yeah. We don't talk like that. You know, you're better than that. Yeah. Um, but also it's a respecting that she cared enough to say to me, Hey, I respect you and you're better than this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can, you can do better. Yeah. And I want <laughs> you to do better. Yeah. And so it meets that emotional need. Yeah. Um, and to a degree, uh, for the other one, it's acceptance. You know, hey, I've screwed up, but yet I'm still okay. I'm not going to get yelled at. I'm not going to get extra punishment right. when I'm already showing remorse yeah. and repenting of my ways. Right. So it meets that need of acceptance that I can screw up and it's I'm still loved. I'm yeah. still okay here. Yeah. So I think that's mm-hmm. the bulk of them. Yeah. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Yeah. I think that helps clarify things. To- it totally does. Because I like there's sometimes where like there's something like so simple, like the it was very simple for your mom to not punish you anymore. But it goes so deep of what that emotional need really, really hit you with. So, right. yeah, that's good. Brent. I would say that um, speaking to who she saw me as. So she knew me better than I knew myself at her, you know, that age. Yeah. Still does. And <laughs> I'm sorry. Keep going. <laughs> but at that age, she knew she knew me better. She she had a she had a more clear vision for who I am and who I should be than I did. Yeah. And so when I would get out of line or I would have that conflict, you know, yeah, there was the discipline, but there was the 
speaking to my character and helping me get shape and definition where I think a lot of parents aren't able to do that or don't do that. Yeah. And that's such a big thing because we're creatures that are made for definition. You know, we're not just meant to go find yourself. I mean, you know, there's, there's times in life where that needs to happen, but yeah, God created us for shape and for purpose and for definition. And if, if our parents aren't giving that to us from an early age, then man, where are we getting that from? We become our own gods. Yes. And so I would say that's one of the things that I, I appreciate looking back on how, especially my mom did that. She, she, she really always was helping me find that definition and finding it. And, you know, she would pull out the Bible and, and, and give me some scriptures and, you know, even at an early age like that yeah. to help me understand that it's not even just her talking like that about myself. It's, it's God saying that's who I am, you know? And, um, so that's that's how that's how she helped me handle conflict and i you know i think it's it's paid off in in huge ways throughout yeah i think she probably planting seeds early on in your life to absolutely make you who the man you are today yeah absolutely yeah so thanks mom that's awesome i tell you what all of our moms i don't know that they could do better i don't know either but there are people that can there's a lot of people who can do better <laughs> yeah there are a lot we like to take a few minutes each week and point out people that could do better. Yes. And that is, uh, speaking of moms, uh, that comes from a mom. Uh, that would be my lovely wife, yeah. Joe and Bella's mom, who apparently that's her catchphrase, which is do better. Do better. So With a point. Do better, I, people. I, I want to start off with a real quick one, if that's okay. Do it. Uh, head, headline, Plattsburgh, New York. I almost went to a fish show there once. With a PH. With a PH. Yes. Air Force. Not like Trout doing things like a mini SeaWorld. No. Not Fishbone, the band. No, no. Fish. P-H-I-S-H. Anyways. Fish. Fishbone. Quote, these animals work miracles. Therapy donkeys. What? Therapy donkeys. college students ahead of final exams. Oh, my gosh. Are we going to be allowed to take those on airplanes? (laughs) This is so funny because Amy thinks donkeys are so cute. Well, <laughs> add therapy, therapy donkeys, donkeys to the list of options for college students who want to lower stress levels ahead of final exams. Dude, I what? ask you, what happened to alcohol? <laughs> the State University of New York at Plattsburgh brought in a small herd of miniature donkeys. Well, uh, miniature donkeys. Little Sebastian. Oh. Little titty donkeys. Bunch of little asses. Little Sebastian. That's so good. Uh, last week as part of a wellness fair to help students cope with the anxiety and pressure that comes with typical uh, end of semester responsibilities, such as tests and papers that are due along with some extra poo. Students got to pet, hug, and take photos with three miniature donkeys. Man, Brian's getting out a knife. <laughs> yeah. What are... <laughs> I mean, I, when I was in college, the whole, I, oh gosh, this is so This morose. is turned into a segment of like, back in murder. Back in well, really? <laughs> well, no, because mine's, mine's worse. We're salty old men. Mine's worse because back in my day. <laughs> I am a salty old man. I had two, I had four roommates my junior year of college. Yeah. Two girls, two guys, five bedroom house. Okay. And the two guys were great at being sarcastic, horrific human beings. Yeah. And we had a guy jump off the roof. Um, and kill himself during oh, the finals. Oh. You needed a donkey. Oh, <sighs> too soon, B. Trigger. <laughs> my one roommate said, "Lucky bastard," and I said, oh. wow. "He's dead." He goes, "Not him. His roommate. He gets oh, four. Oh, my goodness. oh, that's way worse than what you said. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel way better. 
And like the Gosh. next year we weren't roommates, not because of that. But like he would try to make his roommate feel worse and worse throughout oh the semester. Gosh. Oh my gosh! He didn't give him no donkeys. No. Wow. Oh my gosh! I think it was just kidding. Dude, yeah, better. I think he's like, oh, I'm really stressed. He's like, you might fail. <laughs> if you fail, you might lose your scholarship. <laughs> what would you have left? So there's a there's a roof up there. There's this is a pair. A pair. This is a uh, a quick one, but and I swear I've seen this before. But this is just funny. You sent this one, Jay. Yeah, yeah, the, I see it. The burglar. Oh, the burglar. Um, an Oak Hill community couple discovered a thief in their home Saturday. After, How did they discover him? After a man told a joke and heard a laugh upstairs. <laughs> now, in one sense, like okay, <laughs> be a, no, we could do be a better burglar. Yeah, it sounds like something off The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> but there's got to be a sense like imagine being the people that were like downstairs telling the joke and they're like you're right it was fu- wait wait a minute are our walls <laughs> laughing <laughs> and then the sense of panic hits yeah you know sense of security is lost yeah. lost oh gosh they're calling from inside the house oh. well and I do feel bad to a degree for the burglar and by the way can we find out what the joke was why, why, right. why do you put that out there on the internet and not tell us what the joke Please, is? Come on. Because be you, I would love to have seen like the burglar up there like... Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm up here. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'll leave everything. Uh, except this thing. I'm taking, it. Yeah. I'm taking that, too. Oh, you, you got more? You got well, more? You're, you're doing the animal one? For can't do better. Yes, for can't do better. So I'm going to do this one. Well, before you do that, can I... Because there was another burglar story I read recently where okay. the burglar breaks in. Sorry, burglar. But he finds like child porn on the the home computer and ends up calling the police. Oh my god! <laughs> because he's more concerned about the child. I guess that's a do better can't do inst- better. Yeah. <laughs> it was like wow, an Instagram that is story. a do better can't do better. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You're breaking in to steal something from somebody, but then you see child porn and all of a sudden become like Look, a... I'm a thief. Yeah. Right. I'm not a pervert. I'm not saying I'm not. We'll talk about that in a little bit. However, there's Take much... this into consideration when... <laughs> Hypothetically speaking, officer... This cancels out my crime, right? Right. <laughs> if I were to be looking through the window... Peeping um, Tom is better. So, Florida, man. Police. Florida. He was drunk. Shocker. He rode a lawnmower. Oh, yeah. He hit a cop car. Police said he had cocaine in his system and a blood alcohol count more than three times the legal limit. Also, his license has been suspended since Jimmy Carter was in the White House. (laughs) (laughs) Do better. Imagine riding a lawnmower into it, like, and you're so bad that you, like, hit a cop car with a slow lawnmower. Unbelievable. Maybe it's a quick lawnmower. No, there's no such thing. Unless you're Tim Taylor. Uh, tool man. <laughs> tool man. Yeah. So, Brian, you have... I don't know. You the have more something. I read this story, like... I, I I've got to do better. I, so you, I have a can't do better. So okay. you can do do better. All right. Because <laughs> <laughs> it would have gotten... This would have been the... Uh, oh, ready? The, the, Did the college thing the throw bar? you off? No, no, no. This would have been the... What, what were we calling our alternate site? Where The, the dark... Yeah, the dark. So, what were we calling it? Bar, bar stool oh, like in Rome, the, or the night? Oh, this is the happy, happy hour. Happy hour in Rome. Yeah, this would have been one for the, the happy one you got to pay for. Yeah. Um, wait, but by the way, full disclosure. Yeah. Which gives away a little bit of my can't do better. Okay. Um, we were gonna make this one. a can't do better. Go ahead. Um, couple ate raw marmot, which looks like a uh, like a woodchuck or a 
groundhog or something like a big rodent yeah yeah rodents of unusual size (laughs) princess bride from the fire pit a couple ate raw marmot believed to have health benefits then they died of the plague so (laughs) this couple they are parents so it's sad Uh, there's a set of children Uh, out there that we like them to do better we like them to do better but they can't because they're dead (laughs) They so they can't do, do better. better. Oh, man. It's a dark one. It's, it's a dark guy, one. This podcast got dark. But, but they, hey, for they, those of you out there. Don't eat raw marmot. Don't eat raw marmot. Even if, you, if, even if you do believe it to have health benefits like don't. these nice folks did. Don't do it. They got the plague, the bubonic plague. Which we could get into that, but that's another story for another time. Because yeah. so it's coming back. I started reading through it. And it's California. Pretty, pretty dark. Pretty dark. Hey, it's not a lie if you believe it to be true. Hey, uh, locally... Yeah, uh, Penn Hills. They did the Adams Family <gasps> musical Full disclosure. See, it was so good. Amy went great. twice, and I went once. It was so yes. good. I went once. I, it, I was, <laughs> that's my point. And that's a big thing. I went. No, yeah. but was, yeah. Wait, we all went, and we all enjoyed it. Yeah, it was great. Yes, you can go out of obligation. No, you don't mm-hmm. have to go out of obligation at all. You no. just went. Something well, maybe. a little bit of loving some Ben Davidson action there. Well, and you gave us the guilt trip at church to like support your community and go mm. out and be part of the community. My bad. Go my musical. bad. But really just, and I had <clears throat> seen that musical earlier at a school that has a much bigger cast and everything else. And boy, I tell you what, they banged it out of the park and just in creative ways with the lighting. And yeah. what a great show. Dude, and I was blown away. that. When the curtains came up, you were talking about, you just said lighting. When the curtains came up, the first thing you see, the way the, the fog is coming in. And the families and the lights, all together. And the, the the lighting and everything. It just unbelievable. Punches you right in the it mouth. It does. I, like, I was like, wow. And, and I was we like, all started clapping. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> like, I was, I was good so, to go. So, Penn Hills Musical nominated for seven Gene Kelly Awards. Yes. That's, that's a big deal. They get so, And they got nominated for Best Musical, which means they get to go perform at the Gene Kelly Awards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Super that's exciting. big as well. That's huge. Can't do better. Can't Penn, Penn Hills. do better. Right. It ain't just not, a football school. I was going to say, we're not just known for football. <laughs> and that's volleyball. awesome. Can't do better. We're not and known for volleyball anymore. On that good note, that's our time, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.